Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is March 30th. It is time for the Fightful.com WWE SmackDown Live post show. Just a heads up, we have interviews up on the site with Hangman Page and Switchblade Jay White. Those will also appear on tomorrow's list in your boy. And our midweek show, which I'll give you some more information on at the end of uh, this program. But we do have a strong style evolved post show podcast Sunday night. Make sure you guys check that out. This show brought to you by LivingSharp.com. If you have any gift needs, head over to LivingSharp.com for creative gift ideas at any price range for any occasion. But it's on to the big news right now. Jeff Hawkins, I'm joined by you tonight. Mm-hmm. Got to do the intro. Marty the Moth recently did an interview <laughs> with Sean Waltman discussing his career. Mm-hmm. So I think instead of talking about SmackDown, we should spend the hour talking about this interview. Oh, yeah. Let, let's do that. Uh, let's talk about the kindness shown by people who follow me during the Virginia UABC debacle, the NCAAs. Because you know what? There's nothing else to talk about tonight. There's absolutely nothing. I th- I bet by the end of the year, maybe next year, Marty DeMoth is a world champion. Anyway. Obviously, huge news broke this afternoon. Literally seconds, as I mentioned to you off the air, after I had went on the air during an MMA podcast. So we talked about it a little bit there, but I'm getting the PR information from WWE uh, as that happens. So I'm trying to text everybody I can, get the information I can, and I'll, I'll reveal some of that. But Daniel Bryan cleared by WWE after three years out of the ring. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
something I thought I'd never see. I got to be yeah. honest with you. Um, the timing is absolutely fascinating in, in many ways because he's back in time for WrestleMania. Back in time for his contract to expire. That too. Um, but his, you know, his contract doesn't expire till September. So, you know, it, it's just good for him. Um, first of all, that that's the first thing you have to say is good for him. He, he, he you know, if he wants to stay in the WWE, this is uh, this is the best situation for him as a performer, as opposed to just an off-camera guy who gets dressed down by wrestlers who couldn't hold his jock. Um, yeah, uh, to, to me, the most interesting note, is, is, and I had forgotten this, Miz is in that building for the Mixed Match Challenge tonight. Ooh, they got to do, they, they need to film something. Yeah, well, they need they, to film something. It, they've should have already filmed it because they just stretched out Danny Brown. Uh, but no. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. But, that's but a very the news, good point. The, the news itself is, is great. Um, I I had always leaned towards, and I am not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I I was always under the impression that just the WWE really didn't have a interest in having that kind of potential back that potential for injury back. So I thought they'd never clear him. Even if every expert in the world cleared him, I I, th- I, I thought they were always going to say no. So good for him. So um, <sighs> while I was on that podcast, I was texting every single source that I could, I, I could possibly contact because I didn't have, I, I mean, there were rumblings of this, but Daniel Bryan trying to get cleared wasn't anything new. Me hearing Daniel Bryan's trying really hard to get cleared is like, all right, grass is green, water is wet, and if you swim in the Ohio River, you'll end up a mutant. Like, that's just normal thing, standard procedure. So I I was told that by, by my people that it was looking more optimistic in recent weeks. I was told this today, not in recent weeks. As far back as January, actually, uh, around the time of Raw 25, and word made way to some high-profile wrestlers, even outside of WWE, that Daniel Bryan was on his way to getting cleared. Uh, his schedule is not determined. His they, like They've tossed around some things, but nothing is set. WWE doesn't have a preference right now. Uh, I didn't, This has happened fairly recently, so I don't know that they have anything solidified. Uh, not only did Bryan pass the tests, but he passed them with flying colors. And appears to be not much concern as we saw tonight yeah to my knowledge though he had already been passing all these tests it was yeah. just it was just maroon signing off on it on was everybody else had 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 uh had given him that go ahead so i wonder what changed with him i wish i had the answer to that yeah. uh, they don't make maroon available unfortunately he's not one of my sources but uh, there, from what I was told, uh, my contacts at NXT and the Performance Center, they weren't aware of this, but there were a couple of wrestlers that I talked to that were aware of it last night, as they mm-hmm. told me today. So it wasn't a, a huge secret or anything, and you started to see like the tweets emerge, and you would see David Bixenspan post some things that were kind of cryptic, like Daniel Bryan saying this and this is kind of telling, et cetera, et cetera. But man, this is a game changer for a oh, lot it's of a, people. It's, it's for a bit, lot of people. It's a company changer, especially if he re-ups. 
Um, I think but, it's more than a company changer. I think it's another company changer because New Japan and Ring of Honor could have almost counted on having him mm-hmm. in September if this didn't happen. Yeah, no, it, it's a definite blow to them. It gives a much needed spark to the WWE in terms of, you know what? <laughs> Especially with, with the removal of dual brand pay-per-views, I still think they want to keep interest in both shows. This definitely strengthens um the overall wwe product you have a lot more matches you can build up to uh, you know it, it's just uh, it's gonna get so much buzz and so much goodwill and and still to me the most fascinating thing is daniel bryan is the baby face they want roman reigns to be and it, and, and that's gonna be a lingering story going into this wrestlemania how it, do you it, think roman reigns feels about this because i'm sure he's happy for the guy but, um, I, I don't think, you know what? I don't think he's threatened by it. Let's put it that way. I, I think he course. knows his place is secure. I, I, I it, to me, it's more how, how are the, it's, it's more of the fans in that building, especially you, with the history of Daniel Bryan exactly. in that building and showing that video package tonight, which was fantastic. That video package that they did intercutting, you know, the win in new Orleans with the retirement speech that is WWE at its best. Can you close WrestleMania with Reigns versus Lesnar and not have Daniel Bryan involved somehow, like walking out, like anything? You shouldn't if if your point is for Daniel Bryan to come out and raise Roman's hand. Oh uh, no, no, no! That's I a mean, bad idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe more of a face-to-face type of thing. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think that would be great. I Daniel Bryan, who who didn't lose either of his last two championships, including the WWE Championship. I don't think you can end with Brock and Roman now. I think yeah. you have to end with either Cena and Undertaker or the that or the AJ Nakamura match. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I thought they were going to end with Nakamura AJ anyway. I just I just thought yeah. that was the direction they were going to go. Whereas before it it was a question, now you you can't you have to give some cool down time from Daniel Bryan being in that building and returning in the ring, which it'll probably if you know what though they could hold him off, they could hold him off of the WrestleMania card. I, think I don't that think makes it worse. Should. I think that makes it worse. Okay, no, I would agree. <laughs> no, I would. I'm you know you're still remember the Rumble it. match. Yeah, no, no, no. Or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? You know what? You're exactly right. Could you imagine the chance during the Brock Roman match if Daniel Bryan is not on this card? I mean, if, is- if they weren't going to put him on this card, I think that they wouldn't have announced this until after. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think you're exactly right. Daniel Bryan's back, and even matches that he's done a million times are fresh again. It just, man. I'm excited. <clears throat> Can't wait. And I was like, man, he's going to have some rust. He's going to have some rust. Then I saw him throw those goddamn drop kicks tonight. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I, I don't think he's worried about it. And I, I'm more interested to see his style these days. I wouldn't expect to see a diving headbutt. Don't want to. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't expect to see that flying front drop kick that he did. Don't want to. Do you remember on Total Divas where he had like, half sarcastically created a new wrestling style where he didn't bump. Yeah. And uh, I, it's not going to be that it's going to be, I know it's not going to be that, but I'm <laughs> sure that he's going to integrate things like that into his style. 
I'm sure it'll probably be more Matt based. It may be more submission based. Even he might he might become you know, yeah, more Bret Hart. I would say. Yeah, a, a more exciting Bret Hart, a more contemporary. Yeah. Oh Bret yeah. Hart. Oh Bret Hart with charisma. <laughs> oh, no, no, no offense to Brett. I, li- I like. Well, come on. I mean, you know, it, the joke is if you've seen one Bret Hart match, you've seen them all. He's very, very good. I, I love Bret Hart. Don't get me wrong, but <clears throat> but Daniel Bryan doing Matt wrestling would would up it a notch. Getting a guy back like Daniel Bryan. Oh my gosh, that is that is something. That is something. This this ain't my Cincinnati Reds getting Jose Rijo back in two thousand one. The guy can still go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to say Rijo couldn't, but it's a main eventer, right? Top level guy who they had tried to like. They tried to be like, okay, we know you like him a lot, but we don't want you to like him that much. Type of thing. <laughs> we'll see how things have changed over the last several years because he could fit into a lot of different places. Obviously, he kicked off the show to a giant ovation. Says that uh, says that Shane McMahon is hurt out, but he wants to talk about something else. Runs down the history of his injuries and how his wife, Brie Bella, encouraged him to fight for his dreams. And a huge thank you, Brie chant broke out. Brie Bella, your number one baby face on the women's side of the company now. The, the Brie Bella WrestleMania Battle Royal. Let's name it. Let's do it. I'm ready. He got her more over in one promo than WWE has in a decade. This is all I want in a promo is actual emotion behind the words. This is the best promo in WWE since the Miz on Talking Smack cut a promo on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I post, I post my match ratings, and sometimes I'll I'll rate segments if they're egregiously good or bad or just outstanding or something. This one got a 10 out of 10 for me. There was nothing more real that I could have wanted than this. He was smooth. And when he wasn't, it was because he had choked himself up with emotion, which connected with the audience. When he was fired up, he was fired up. He was firing me up. I was ready. Let's put it this way. Earlier this week, when there were those rumors of, oh man, AJ Styles might, might have actually gotten injured. He may be off this mania card. I was like, well, screw this card. I'm going to cancel everything and not go. But now Daniel Bryan's back. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up and take my money. No, this this is everything you want in a promo. And it's the best in-ring main roster promo since Daniel Bryan's retirement promo. This was just hot fire is what it was. Yeah, it was. was. It really, really, really was. Brian gets a little more aggressive and says that if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. He thanks WWE doctors for treating him as a person instead as a wrestler first and foremost. Then thanks Bree. Doesn't know when he's coming back, but looks at the WrestleMania sign. Asks, I thought, I thought the uh, been here. I thought the nod the WWE medical staff was classy. I did too. I, I did. I because they've taken a beating over the past few years with everything with with the punk, with everything like, oh, Maroon's not going to clear him. Oh, oh, they're just doing this because, you know, he's a corporate stooge or whatnot. He he was very classy in thanking them for the care and, take and you know, showing concern for him. I, I loved that. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot to like about uh, the, the Daniel Bryan promo. And 
he asked the crowd if they think that WrestleMania sounds like a good idea, and they exploded. The best, also the best use of pointing to the WrestleMania <laughs> sign that they've ever had in this company, ever. The least contrived, you know, you know how, uh, oh, here it comes. They're going to point yeah. to the sign during the promo. That was the most organic it's ever been. <laughs> Backstage, Brian is looking for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Runs into, I think, Charles Robinson, yeah? Lil Nature. Robinson says he'll keep an eye on him. More on that later. He finds Dolph Ziggler instead. Ziggler welcomes Brian back and says that he can't wait to beat him. Brian says, well, you can try. And there we go. I'll take that match. I've taken it before, and it was really awesome. What was it, Over the Edge or whatever in like 2011, 2012, something like? It was real good. I think it was the May 2011 pay-per-view. Oh, boy, that was good. Let, let me ask you something before we move, since we didn't see Dolph the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, if Daniel Bryan wasn't back, there was supposedly a plan with Shane having a tag team partner. I had thought that maybe it might be Dolph Ziggler, since he had been cutting all these promos about not having a big-time WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. In a long, but it was always a singles match, so I don't know if that would be it. The rumor that Big Cass was also cleared today. Uh, came up. Who do you think they had in the, uh, or maybe even Samoa Joe? Who, who do you think they had in the holster for uh, for old Shane's partner if it's not Daniel Bryan? I think that um, they didn't have anybody in the holster. I think they've known okay. since about January. Okay. I, I heard that things started to look more optimistic in January, and I think that that's when they started to really plan this and, and to go that direction. And I think that he has been the plan for quite a while, and it's just the way that it, it worked out. So, I, I mean, mean, maybe that's just only, my assumption. I've not been told that, but right. I've been told that WWE has known for quite a while. The only pushback I'd give on that is the opaqueness of the storyline between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon all these sure. months where we've been going, will you make a decision on something as opposed to being ambiguous? I think if they had known that this was a plan, they would have been a little bit more heavy handed in, in the build. But in terms of uh, in terms of loyalties and whatnot, but uh, I, I can see your point. I can see them also just going, well, let's be ambiguous until we know for sure. And then we can do something. I buy that as well. Um, I, I buy any of those because WDB traditionally, they don't like to think that far ahead. And I think the match that I was referring to, I'm trying to remember when that Ziggler Daniel Bryan match was that I liked so much. Maybe bragging rights, 2010. I can't remember, but I just remember them having a, a hell of a match. AJ Styles is at ringside as Rusev Day are in the ring, and we get huge Rusev Day chance too. Rusev works over Shinsuke Nakamura, who actually looks to be in like WrestleMania shape. Like he is uh, leaned out and everything. After commercial, Rusev lands a kick that has been finding a home with regularity these days. That's that's been a really good go to move for him, Jeff. Oh yeah, no, his kicks are are fantastic, and I loved the early, the early part of this match to me was much better than the latter part in terms of it was almost a uh, an homage, if you will, to uh, New Japan Strong Style with the with the kicking of each mm-hmm. other and taking the kicks and seeing how much pain you can take before going back into the match and doing moves on each other. A flying armbar from Shinsuke Nakamura leads to an exchange of pins. Until Nakamura wins, this is an interesting uh, way to end this one. 
I think they're finally coming around to, well, maybe we should protect Rusev a little bit more. What do you think? <laughs> they, they should. I mean, the the whole way this, this ended was that, that kind of roll around sequence until someone just caught someone by chance. I think they've decided, look, it, it's stupid to just beat him clean with the, with, with the finisher. Let, let's just have him get a roll up win, which it's stupid for the guy to be heel at this point. It's stupid for the guy to be heel. It's kind of dumb to do it this way if you're trying to really build up Nakamura in terms of a must-see main event, main event type match. You really want to build up these guys as dominant and then facing each other. But, you know, this <laughs> is see later. That's not necessarily. The oh, oh, I, I yeah, we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> Backstage. Oh, real. AJ Styles gets up to help Nakamura as he's attacked by Rusev Day, but Nakamura ends up fighting back, fending off both members uh, himself while Styles looks on. Backstage, Nakamura trolls AJ with the, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. AJ being kind of heelish there, too. Taking his time, taking off the belt, taking off the vest, kind of giving them time to beat on Nakamura a little bit more while he's just kind of casually... All right, I'll come and help, maybe type of well, thing. To me, I've I've really liked how they they've handled Nakamura as a babyface. Like yeah. he hasn't done anything that I could perceive as man. That guy's a real dick. I mean, he's harmlessly trolling AJ Styles. Yeah, he's 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 egging. It, it's it's the competitive type of trolling where I'm going to beat you. Oh, it's the opposite yeah. of the harmless ribs that we see Young Bucks pull on Flip Gordon. These are truly <laughs> harmless ribs. That we see out of Nakamura, and there's just nothing that, and and I think it plays to his his strengths and his weaknesses very well. Yeah, because he's, he can't carry that big long promo, but he knows how to go out there and he, like I've said before, he never gets outsmarted when speaking English, even though he can't really speak it that well. And that's the way that it's constructed, and I like it. I like how they've handled that. And AJ does have more of a heel tendency to him, even when he works like that kind of like perfectionist type of attitude where if something goes wrong for him, he's very frustrated by it, whether it be a shoot or a work. It's the hair. And <laughs> can, can <laughs> confirm. Uh, this is the third SmackDown live match for Ty Dillinger in five and a half months. Another guy who gets a good reaction or at least did. They just pull off a TV because either they, they don't want to beat him with regularity, but they don't have anything for him with regularity. When I see something like that, I wonder, why'd you bring the guy up? Because originally the plan for him was player coach role in NXT. Because he was a guy you could beat on SmackDown and have guys get over. And then this this 10 thing got out of control, so they had to crush that. Isn't that, uh, it, that's, that's just so weird to me that you wouldn't capitalize off somebody and there's going to be... You know, there's dudes, well, it's only the chant that's over, and you all better be ready because the Daniel Bryan, you'll get that from Daniel Bryan, too. People are going to be like, it's just the yes chant that's over. Well, that was that was their thinking originally when they gave the yes chant to Alberto Del Rio, to Big Show, to Stephanie, mm-hmm. and it didn't get over as well as it did. The 10 chant would get over with nobody other than a guy like Ty Dillinger. And part of the reason the 10 chant was over was the goodwill Ty Dillinger has from being down in NXT so long. He makes that work to such a degree. I remember that Bailey would have him leave the cards there for the following matches that she would do on live events. And then she would pick them up and she would start to do the 10. <laughs> like, I think I have a video of it somewhere, but uh, Dillinger is facing Baron Corbin. He connects with a bicycle kick and another kick outside the ring. 
sloppy end of day spots that they had to run back. This was ugly. This was not yeah. a good match. It, 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 he, I think he was too sweaty and he's slipping. So they just throw him out of the ring. Tell him we got to do it again and throw him back in, do it again. Um, yep. And you know what? I think because of that, Baron Corbin deserves to be back in the battle Royal status. I I'm, I don't think he's ready for a big singles match quite yet. He's he's almost there. I think, I, but I also think he's going to get moved to Raw in this next shakeup. Oh, yeesh! Yeah, they they talked up a lot of battle royal stuff with these two guys, so that's that's where they're headed. Backstage, Natalia is excited to see Charlotte lose to Oscar and takes exception to Charlotte saying it would be her toughest challenge. If I were Natalia, I would say. You mean your toughest challenge wasn't getting beaten by me in three minutes on Raw in your first main roster match? Was it Raw or was it SmackDown? Because I thought it was... It was one of them. It was one of them. It was before a takeover. It made no sense. But I'm going to take your point and and raise it a bit. Wouldn't it have been better if it's like, hey, do you remember that match in NXT where I took you to the limit? Yeah, just, just play on the history as opposed to this... Well, yeah, but I mean, if if you're Natalia, why wouldn't you reference the three-minute win? Right. Exactly. Yeah, you could. Well, because they don't reference a three minute yeah. win. <laughs> That's why they, that never happened, Sean Ross. I mean, so, had an undefeated streak for a while on pay per view. Despite some of the issues that I'll talk about, I really enjoyed the work in this match. Natalia is as athletic as she has ever been. And uh, Charlotte's go behind out of the corner isn't that great, but her bridge really is. I'm also glad that Charlotte dick, dipped back in the reserve tanks and brought back the head scissor roll. I love that spot. I love that move. Uh, underrated one. Natalia slams Charlotte into the turnbuckle and uh, hits a power bomb, which I think she has one of the better ones in WWE. Follows up with a sharpshooter, but Charlotte makes it to the ropes. I have a question here. As somebody pointed out, Charles Robinson's supposed to be on the lookout for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> well, Secondly, why is he allowed to ref this match? There's a flare in the ring. There's a own some of Ric Flair's hair. There's a definitive conflict of interest here between Little Nate refing yeah. the matches of the Flair family. I, I loved the first three quarters of this match. It, as did I. As this, did I. That this, spear outside. Oh boy. This, this was everything the women's division should have been doing for a long time to get everybody kind of over as legitimate competitors to tell stories in the ring. Now, the last fourth of this match, on the other hand, <laughs> duty as as you like <laughs> to say um and and the head scissors roll it petered out it was it was a great idea but it was like on that third roll where she's supposed to get the pin it's like okay let me get the leg back over because it, it's just like they were so exhausted from doing it if i if i were her i would switch to more of a triangle hold in that mm. regard uh which is hilarious because nobody in pro wrestling, it seems like, does a triangle hold right. They do that weird thing where they don't figure for the legs. They they just they like cross the ankles, and it just doesn't work like that. That's a head scissors. Yeah, but I think that would work a lot better for Charlotte. Although she wouldn't be able to do the the knee stomps with it as well, but she didn't do those tonight. Charlotte hits a gross looking spear outside. It was awesome, and then applies the figure four. Carmella comes out and tries to cash in, but eats a boot. And two and a half weeks before WrestleMania, (laughs) Natalia, who's going to be in a goddamn Battle Royal match, pins (laughs) Charlotte. 
What? What are you doing, mate? Road the, dog. The Carmella part, I loved. I got it. It was great. It's so stupid that it's great that they do it. The pin, I just went, wait, did, what? Are you, are you, I mean, it's one thing if she gets a title shot after this and you're building that, but this was just 50-50 crap right here. What? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. <laughs> you have a woman with an undefeated streak and a supposed dominant title holder with her legacy. Are you the only explanation I can give for this is, is, Oh, Charlotte may have doubts now going into this match with Oscar. That's the only logical storytelling I can think that could come out of this because again, with the AJ Nakamura thing in any kind of main event fight, you want to build up people as strong as they can so that when they clash, it's anticipated this is overthinking your story somehow. I, I just, I did not understand. Natty doesn't need the win here. She looked good enough in defeat that she didn't need the win. Yeah, this match was on fire before that. Now, I had a lot of people saying, did Carmella lose her opportunity as Natalia, the champion? No. Based Belden on ring. precedence. Go ahead. Sorry. They, they said on air, the bell didn't ring for the match to start. Ergo, she didn't lose her opportunity. Or at the very, at the very least... It wasn't announced this match has become a triple threat mm-hmm. match as they did. There is precedent for that. Not that that necessarily matters in WWE uh, based on that goddamn rule book that was sent to me last year, which had like no real rules in it. <laughs> I can't pretend I understand this line of thinking unless maybe they're going towards Natalia right after WrestleMania for a title shot. I don't know, man, but. Like the writing for Natalia is just traditionally so poor. Mm-hmm. Mm. The writing isn't poor for the Usos because I get the feeling they cut their own promos and write their own promos. Nothing new or groundbreaking, but they're just still really strong. And as you said, they've had kind of a Briscoes vibe. That's why I want I want to see that match. Yeah, they, like, they they got swag as we like to like to say. They have swag for days, and it carries over to whatever they say right now because they could they could read from the phone book in this kind of cadence that they have going, and and it would get over. 
God, I just hope one day after their careers are over, the Usos and Briscoes podcast. I just want to hear them talk into a mic for an hour, planned an hour that ends up going three hours. That's the kind of podcast I want to listen to, for better or for worse, because I get the feeling the Briscoes could get themselves in trouble there. And if any, if there's any, like, which one's married to Naomi, Jimmy, or Jay? I believe it's Jay. Well, if Jay gets any reader comments about how hot Naomi is, I love how he always goes off on Instagram when people post comments about her. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. He threatens to kick random people's asses <laughs> just for saying. Like, that's the gimmick. That's living the gimmick online. Great. That's what you're supposed to do. It's great. Uh, Jay Uso gets sent outside the ring, and Jimmy battles it out with Harper. There's a really cool spot where Harper gets or eats a drop toe hold into the sideboards of the apron, and it breaks the <laughs> LED board. That, that that is how that that bit is supposed to be done. I, it I, was yeah. perfect. Jay interferes and almost helps give Jimmy a victory. This is one of the first senses of vulnerability we've seen in this Bludgeon Brothers run, Jeff. It is, and I liked it, and I, I thought for certain. I was a, I was ready to get angry that they're going to do 50-50 on this, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I am. I'm glad that the Bludgeon Brothers, found, or that uh, Luke Harper found a way to win this. It, it Again, the Bludgeon Brothers are the ones you need to build here, so build them until they need to lose. One thing I would suggest, just just as a talking head, SmackDown agents maybe get together and tell Natalia, don't use the discus lariat. Harper's using it as a finish in the match right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's not a lot of that going on in terms of, well, you know, don't do that dive because so-and-so is going to do a dive as well. Um, yeah. I, I especially think that about suicide dives. Now, you know, there's a conversation to be had about like finishers and people using each other's finishers and all that stuff. I mean, bottom line is Jake Roberts shows up today and hits a DDT on somebody. I know he'd get the pin afterwards. That's just, if it's protected, it's protected. Yeah, it's the difference between though doing it two matches in a row and doing it in a match in the beginning of the card and doing it in a match later in the card with the guy whose signature it is. I've always kind of compared it to MMA to like, a left straight from just anybody isn't necessarily a finisher. A left straight from Conor McGregor usually is. So it was a, a head kick from a Mirko Krokop or a slam from Rampage Jackson. Like, who's who's doing it? And how how it has been protected or handled prior, I think, is more important than whoever uses a super kick. Because naturally, as you progress, people will adopt that. Like, say Anderson Silva, he knocked out Leota Machida with a front kick. And not a lot of people were using that kick before. After that, all kinds of people were using it. And they weren't knocking each other out with it either. They just used it as a part of their arsenal. It, it does reflect reality. But Was it Vitor or Lyoto that he knocked out with the front kick? No, no, no. He knocked out uh, Vitor, but Lyoto also did one. He did a crane kick to oh, that's Vitor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it, was, it was adopted in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up used the karate kick uh, crane kick. Jinder Mahal is still really, really bad. According to our boy Gisberto Guzzo, he hit the crowd with five you peoples. To which I reply, what do you mean, you people? Look, because of his physique, he could have been in Bollywood being the biggest star because of his. And and really, most of the crowd would say, we wish you were there, too. Yeah. Uh, um. 
Yeah, I it it's it's more just kind of cheap jingoistic heat. Yeah. There aren't a lot of promos I could be less interested in than a Bobby Roode and uh Randy Orton promo, well, but I I will say if they're this short, I can deal with them. Well, okay, let, let me go into the other two then. I thought we were just talking gender. Uh Bobby Roode's problem is he's working to the glorious line all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's nothing real about his promo that's connecting with anybody and i like but i love his delivery it's just one of those things where i know i know where he's going before he gets there and then when i hit my implant ddt on you it will be glorious you know whatever it's that orton is 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 crib notes steve austin still i mean he's just gonna come out he's gonna be kind of a fourth wall breaker in terms of just you know what people think you suck you know hits his finisher and music hits that that's that's his uh it's his mo he's now the modern day steve austin some way um i liked kind of the uh the 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 interplay between root and orton though i loved i liked that trying to get the finishers on each other couldn't do it i would have actually ended it with kind of an uneasy handshake a little bit and just kind of turn back to to gender because they have that mutual respect where they'll hit their finisher on each other at any time but they ain't friends so so i kind of i kind of dug everything about this so that that is what happened they Sunil Singh ended up eating a nice <laughs> look now hey your boy on the turd level indies used that ddt as his finish I got to say, that's one of the best damn ones I've ever seen. Uh, best slash worst, depending on how you want to look at it, because Sunil doesn't get to wrestle much these days. But when he gets his action, he makes sure whoever he's in there with looks like a billion bucks. Oh, no, he his thing, I mean, look, that that's the old, old school jobber or mechanic or whatever you want to call carpenter mentality. I didn't want to insult anybody by calling them jobbers, but you know, sure. you make you make the other guy look good. It's it's you know, it's true in that. It's true in, uh, and I'll say it because it's my go-to, my in improv theater. That's that's the uh, that's the mindset you're supposed to go in is make that other guy look like a million bucks, and then you'll look good in the process. And he he's he and his uh, brother are fantastic at that. Yeah, get well soon to uh, Samir. I like the the Rude Orton face off. I like their counters out the finishes. This was not bad at all. If outside of the gender stuff, if they if they kept this short, whatever. I just hope the WrestleMania match is a sprint. I'm talking like an eight minute, seven minute, maybe. Hey, if we can get six, give no. me si- give me six minutes of Orton and Rude working their butts off. They figure out a way for. Uh... For gender not to be in it, then gender comes in and eats the pin. That's all I want. Yep. I, I would have just literally a sprint between Orton, Rude. Every time gender tries to get involved, he gets a finish hit on him until one of them picks up the pin. And I would be fine. But this mm-hmm. this was about the most harmless I could see this, these promos being, and it still sucked on behalf of gender. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and Naomi defeated the Riot Squad. Logan cracked Becky with a great-looking knee. Oh boy, that was good. And Lynch's counters were on point during this match. Something I brought up last night, uh, actually I'll bring it up after the match. Naomi hit Liv Morgan with her ass so goddamn hard. Like if you're going to use that as a finish, 
then that one, that version of it, okay. Lynch taps out Logan. Last night on Raw, WWE had this amazing video package for Ronda Rousey, and they had a pretty good one for Alexa Bliss and uh, Nia Jax as well. But particularly the Rousey one, I thought was just unbelievable. They should be doing one of these every week or every other week for any given star on the roster. Many people don't even know that Becky Lynch took like seven years off from wrestling. Yeah. Tell that goddamn story. Tell all the story. I mean, you could you have footage. I mean, they, they've used footage from Shimmer before, I believe. Mm-hmm. On you could tell the story of how she was made to be a manager because of her injuries and she was managing Paige for the yeah. longest time, too. It, it, it's it's one of those things. She is her her story of leaving, doubting herself, and coming back is one of the most fascinating in the WWE. She's the most underutilized talent on either roster on the women's division. Um, Almost everybody has some sort of story. And yeah. I had some some goon message me and say, oh, you want to make the ba- like baby faces out of like Barrett Corbin? <laughs> no, he got cut from the NFL. Make that the catalyst for Baron- why he's such a dickhead. No, you want to see Baron Corbin and how his character developed? Go watch Breaking, Breaking Ground. Ground. Breaking Ground made him the biggest heel <laughs> jerk heel it. that people liked i mean rob when gaga over over baron corbin awesome. and he, all he was doing was basically being kind of a turned up version of himself that's that's how you know tino sabatelli ha- comes off as a pretentious douche on that show and it's the perfect character for him look becky lynch is great i thought she deserved a one-on-one at WrestleMania with Charlotte this year for all she's done in this division. And because she had been so underutilized, we're going to have to wait a year because I don't think she's winning the battle Royal. I think I know who's going to win the battle Royal, but I, I win the battle Royal, make a prediction right now. Yeah. Mandy Rose. Really? Speaking of Tino Sabatelli, she just revealed that they are dating. Those are going to, those, those children. I rather enjoy the Tino Sabatelli, Riddick Moss tag team. I don't think there's any better use of those two guys than in that tag team. And hey, I, you got some, talk about- I got some bad news for you then. What? They broke up. Did they? Yeah. Oh, when did I miss that? They Well, see, it was weird because they broke up the week before the this week's NXT, and then they were just back for the Dusty Classic. Okay, so that's maybe why I missed out on that. But yeah. They need to keep those two guys together. They they are they are good together and separate. Eh, not so much, not so much. I think that WWE is so good at creating these video packages that yes. um, that they should really that that's another that is accentuate your positives. It, yes, it's a it's a play to your strength situation, and they do these things. I mean, the be, one of the best WrestleMania promo videos ever was on the day of the show was the Miz watching tape on hate me now with, with the Nas song. Oh, yes. it's unbelievable. They, they can do some really, really special things that, I mean, they made Creed music timeless with those desire videos. That ain't easy. My friends, after my own prison, it was all downhill from there. And the thing is you have to it. use, you have to use it on people that you want to build back up, not just your superstars. And and that's mm-hmm. and that's their thing that they're not doing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll, I'll have some information on the uh, NXT show at the end of this show. By the way, guys, I will be doing that this week. We'll be joined by uh, Paige and uh, Jay White in short interview segments as well. Nice. 
Daniel Bryan is out, followed by Owens and Zane. If you all followed me on Twitter at Sean Ross App, you would have seen the script that I leaked for this. Just saying. Go ahead. Give me, give me a little follow. They say that they uh, are happy for Daniel Bryan and would have been there much sooner, but they got pulled over by a dumb cop in Texas. <laughs> they say that they want a team with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, a dream team. Daniel Bryan says that he's not here for that. Plays footage of Shane getting attacked and said that this is a serious deal and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn need to take it that way. And then fires both Owens and Zayn. For his first night back, boy, was Daniel Bryan on fire on the mic. I loved the reference that he got fired twice and it made him better. But then Zayn and Owens attacked Daniel Bryan. I don't think this could have went any better because he got his hope spot the crowd went crazy, and then he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked so bad that you know that if there were if there was any doubt, oh well, maybe they cleared him for one night. No, this this is this is a good two weeks worth of ass whippings right here. Remember the last time they cleared him from injury and they put him in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Title at and WrestleMania? Then, <laughs> on the top of the ladder. That was smart. Um, my only minor misstep in this whole thing was I think they came out too happy at the, at the beginning too congratulatory. I think they should come out a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I get it from the pro wrestling aspect. You, you play that up, you play up the, Oh, we're here to be friends and we're all going to hug at the end. Uh, but, but you'd been plugging this all night as will they be punished or will they be rewarded? So I think they should have been a bit more uncertain about their fate and then gotten confident and then got the rug ripped out from under them. But as it was, Once this became an interplay and once they got fired, the acting by both Owens and especially just Zane eventually losing like all motor function in his arms (laughs) (laughs) as he dropped the mic was which which is pretty much what he does when he dances as well. What was absolutely I mean, it was almost like someone had taken out his spine and he was starting to just shrink. Um yeah, and then the beatdown was, was something. I mean, if you want to get Owens and Zane over his heels, perfect way to do it is to take out the guy who everybody loves on his first night back. I, I absolutely adored this segment. I thought it was great. Uh, I love the powerbomb onto the apron, the stretcher job. This is the way you bring him back. This is the way you show everybody he can still handle the physicality. Not only can he take it, but he can dish it out because those mm-hmm. kicks – and especially those drop kicks. Yes. I don't remember him getting <laughs> that, that kind last of one where he, where he almost like he basically had one leg over Owens's head Yes, at that point. That one was, uh, that was, I, that was like, Oh, he's been training. <laughs> just, just good. Just good. A lot of fun. This episode of SmackDown sandwiched with these two big promos as the bread on each end. were just, and that, that there was a good Charlotte and Talia match that had maybe a crappy ending. There was plenty of bad on this show, but when you have two overwhelmingly good segments like that, it makes you forgive a lot of that bad. Well, you had a lot of good in the middle here, too, that kind of shielded the bad. I mean, even even as bad as the ending of that Charlotte Natty match and inexplicable as it was, the match itself was pretty good. The match with Harper and Uso had some good heat to it before it ended. Um uh, the and the only real misstep was that Corbin uh, Dillinger match. 
for the most part. I mean, e- even the women's tag match had something to it. Even yeah, that was that was a Raw 2010 match. So that was a two minute yeah. tag match, and yeah. The gender uh, gender was bad, but I felt that Ren, uh, Rude and Orton were fine. Uh, Harper and Uso were good. Nakamura and Rusev was it was fine. It, most of it was during the commercial, but lots of good on this show. For the first time in a long time, I really enjoyed myself watching SmackDown Live, and of course, the news today and hearing all this had a big part to do with that. How do you think this affects viewership? Because I can tell you right now, for our show, it's the most watched live smackdown post show we've ever done um i i think it's a real boost as long as you keep daniel bryan on that show um he has goodwill built in and people are fans of his i mean it was all anybody was talking about for the last six or seven hours on twitter what was daniel bryan coming back and matches and and things of that nature i i think you know what it's funny because he even made mention of smackdown as he quote unquote b show it's not the B show if you have Daniel Bryan on it anymore. It's no, it's it's head to head. You put talking smack back. Oh boy. <laughs> and then now now we're talking a package again because I oh think my I God, think, man, I think if you get if that heat back. You got Daniel Bryan and maybe a revamped SmackDown roster followed by 205 Live, followed by Talking Smack. That is a one hell of a Tuesday night because 205 Live has been on fire as well. I, I saw Pawlowski say in uh to you that in the shakeup, they have to put Miz and, and Daniel Bryan back on the same show. I disagree. Why is I, that? I, I want, I want to keep them apart for as, for as long as we can until we get a super card where we can put them together. Yeah. That, that's a mania match. That's a mania match. You, you have him do his Shinsuke dream match on like a SummerSlam. You have his Owens and his Zane programs on other major cards. And then you do the build to either a mania or a SummerSlam, where you have the back and forth promos. You have the video package with all the talking smack promos with, with him calling uh Miz soft style and soft and, and the Miz going off on him and you will have yourself a co-main event. Lots of just lots of potential mm-hmm. with another Daniel Bryan run. Uh, I want your pick, even though they've only announced three matches because uh, oh, New Japan. holy crap. You know what just blew my mind right now? Sorry. That? We may get another Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe match in the WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going back. I'm going to watch me, those. Me want. Me want. I'm so going to watch those uh, very soon. Actually, I'm going to do a retro review of one of their matches for the upcoming Fightful premium service. But I'll talk about that in a minute. I want your picks for the three matches that they've announced for Strong Style Evolved this weekend. Okay, because I'm Golden, going. Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi against the Young Bucks. Now, not only did they sell out before they announced anything, it's a few days before the show. They've not really announced a whole lot. No, but, that, that's weird. But but what uh, they have announced is pretty damn good. Golden Lovers mm-hmm. versus the Young Bucks. Who you got? I got the Golden Lovers on this one, I think. As do I. Today's being the elite. I'll talk about it tomorrow on the midweek show, but very very funny stuff. I, I haven't seen it about. yet. Okay, cool. It's very good. Jushin Thunder Liger against Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Jushin's going to he, – he's there to, to eat the pin. I'm going to be very interested in this match to see what kind of pace they can go at because neither guy, neither guy is a spring <laughs> chicken. I mean, if this match were in 1994, 
we'd be all over it. Oh yeah. 2018 with, with bad knees and older bodies. It's and with uh Ray nursing an injury, it's going to be interesting. I think Adam hangman page, Jay white, also known as switchblade. How do you think that one goes? They keep building up switchblade here. I think he wins. I talked to switchblade today and I straight up asked him, I was like, you know, you were predicted by many people to join Bullet Club, maybe even lead Bullet Club at some point. He said, yeah, maybe someday. Mm. Not, until Co- not until Cody's out of the way. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people in the running right now. Like, we, we you and I had questioned, who's going to be the next guy for Ring of Honor? Looks like that next guy's going to be Marty Skrull. Yeah. And when you hear chants at events that he's never been booked on, and they're, they're doing the bird chant and all that stuff for him. Yeah, I think that's probably a solid one. I, I think Skrull, I, I love Marty Skrull. Um, first time I saw him at, at, at PWG, I was just like, I, this dude is one of my favorites. I think, I think they're going to have to crank up a little bit more of the serious factor of the villain character as opposed to kind of the playful type of thing that yeah. he's doing now, but I, I think there's the potentials there. I think he can do that. And I think he may, it, it's weird because you view him as a smaller wrestler. And I think he may have to wrestle above his size a little bit, so to speak. As do I. And he, and he, and he did kind of, uh, he, he did, he's been doing that kind of in ring of honor. So I, I don't, I don't have a lot of that actually aside that, if he's staying with Ring of Honor for any extended period of time, I could see him as a world champion there. I could too. Guys, I've teased information about the upcoming Fightful Premium service soon. Uh, we will be rolling that out in the coming weeks, but I wanted to give you all a little bit of information. You'll have access to exclusive shows. We're going to do Q&A shows, uh, retro reviews, a lot of cool stuff like that. Uh, the Fightful Photo Gallery. I did a lot of work as a freelance photographer doing pro wrestling stuff a bi-weekly dark match commentary uh, feature where I take old WWF dark matches uh, involving Brock Lesnar, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, John Cena, Shelton Benjamin, do some commentary over top of that. Uh, you'll have access to all of our members only podcasts. Jimmy Van actually wrote a book. You'll actually, you'll have uh, access to that. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, Jimmy Van has archived match footage that I've seen uh, from his time booking shows in Canada with guys like Bobby Roode. Eric Young, Nova, you'll have access to Fightful outtakes and behind-the-scenes coverage and early access to interviews, sometimes months before they go up. Like, I've teased my upcoming Making a Finisher series. You'll have access to some of those, like, months and months before they ever release. So keep your eye out for that. We will be giving you more information and uh, more stuff that you can get uh, in the coming weeks. Jeff, what do you have going on this week? You're, You're going to Strong Style Evolved. Yeah, I'm going to Strong Style Evolved. I don't know if we'll have time to preview that, but uh, a lot more on Raw, SmackDown. We'll see who's in the finals of the 205 Live tournament. Um, It's probably over by now, so you guys know. I don't know yet. Don't spoil me on air, please, because I'd like to find out on my own. And uh, whatever happened in NXT this week on Shake Them Ropes this week, Rob's at Shake Them Ropes. I'm at Crap Game 13. I am at Sean Ross Sapp. You can join us Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm with Jimmy Van for the list and your boy, the owner, founder of Fightful.com and myself, chatting it up about everything. And then probably real late tomorrow night, I'm going to do that midweek show. I haven't named it yet, but 
I talk about NXT 205 Live. I'm going to try to fit in the New Japan Finals, at least the final match, uh, as well, and talk being the elite. That show may move to the premium service. Wanted to give you all a taste, see if there was an appetite for it. But uh, nothing that was around as recently as three weeks ago will be on that premium service. It will all be new stuff, so you're not missing out on anything that you guys are already getting. Follow us at Fightful Online and join us Sunday night. I'm doing Strong Style Evolved uh, post-show, and we're doing live coverage and discussion. Chat it up with us. Until next time, guys, we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.